Welcome to episode 104 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about vote by mail. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as political blasphemy and heresy, the outrage culture, Abe Lincoln, socialism in America, or lessons learned from the coronavirus crisis comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean.com, and ThinkSpot. The video versions of the podcast are available on BitChute.com and Brighteon.com. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Right off the bat, I want to make my opinion on this topic clear, and then I will present evidence that explains my position. Vote by mail is just another one of the long list of divisive tactics employed by leftists, progressives, and the National Democratic Party to divide the country across whatever lines possible. Racial, political party, regional, levels of income, ethnicity, age, health. As I've demonstrated in a number of episodes, but probably most succinctly in the last two, the truth about the outrage culture, and the truth about political blasphemy and heresy, division and divisiveness is all the left has to offer the country. Vote by mail is just the latest outrage they are feeding us. And, as I will demonstrate, the only reason they are pushing this latest outrage is they want to have the ability to cheat in the election. It's the same reason they want to eliminate the Electoral College. Want to hear more about that? Check out episode number 34. The left is able to get away with this and the rest of their damaging agenda and policy prescriptions because the corporate press carries their water by ignoring them and making excuses for their idiocy. See, the left's agenda is plagued with harmful nonsense that is rejected by the majority of Americans, so the only play left in their playbook is divide and conquer. It reminds me of what we used to say about my alma mater's football team back in the day. They seem to have only two plays in their offensive playbook. We used to complain. Up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, punt. That's the left wing in America. Their playbook is all deception all the time. It takes many forms like hate and lies, propaganda, division, name-calling, defaming, character assassination. But overall, the goal is the same. This whole vote-by-mail thing started with the House Democrats' latest coronavirus relief package, which included establishing national mail-in voting for the 2020 presidential election, including a plan to legalize ballot harvesting, which is the practice of allowing political operatives to, to collect and deliver as many ballots as they want, so long as they are not paid based on the number of ballots they delivered. More on that in a minute. Then Trump weighed in, saying, quote, Mail ballots are a very dangerous thing for this country because they're cheaters. They're fraudulent in many cases, end quote. Now, he was responding to a question about Wisconsin, which proceeded with in-person voting despite objections that the election should move to all mail-in ballots due to the COVID-19 crisis. Of course, orange man bad, Trump derangement syndrome kicked in, and the left went batshit crazy yet again. For more on Trump derangement syndrome, check out episode 73. So for several weeks, the headlines screamed about this latest outrage. 
Democratic National Committee Chair Tom Perez called Trump's opposition to vote by mail a desperate effort to steal an election. File this under, you can always tell what the National Democrats are up to by simply listening to what they accuse their opponents of. Remember Russia collusion, quib pro quo? Yeah, uh, that was Biden, not Trump. All the cries for racism, bigotry, shutting down of free speech, lying, propagandizing. These are all practices of the left that they claim their opponents are doing on a regular basis. Back to Perez's claim about stealing an election. How does that even make the slightest bit of sense? Trump wants to steal an election by enforcing the law? As you will see, that is exactly what the Democrats are angling to do. Nancy Pelosi argued that no one should be forced to vote at a polling place during the coronavirus pandemic. Way to go, Nancy. Stir up that fear. Another headline read, Republicans opposing mail-in voting to stop people of color from voting. Well done. Gotta get in your token cries of racism. And by the way, what does race have to do with a policy that applies equally to the entire population? The ever-opinionated, overrated, irrelevant actress Alyssa Milano pushed Vote by Mail in a CNN op-ed calling it safe, time-tested, and secure. She argued that Republicans were participating in voter suppression. See how this works? We are good. We are noble. Republicans are bad. No substance at all. All emotions. All fluff. Hillary Clinton, of course, trying to remain re relevant. Look at me, look at me. Warned Americans could lose their right to vote unless we have vote by mail. More fear. Again, no logic to the argument, just lots of fear. How do you lose the right to vote if a method that has never been widely used continues to not be widely used? Stacey Abrams, who I realize many of you have never heard of, said, quote, we know vote by mail is the safest and most accessible way of making sure every American can be heard on November 3rd. Uh, no it's not. She continued, The reality is it's safe. That there is no fraud of any consequence. In fact, in every single state that has used vote by mail regularly, Oregon for the last 20 years, the number of people who committed fraud is negligible. End quote. I will be going over cases of fraud in a minute. You can decide for yourself whether it qualifies as negligible. Just so you know who Abrams is and where she her loyalties lie, she is the latest Democratic cause celeb and potential candidate for Biden's VP position, which will never happen. Anyway, she, her claim to fame is that as a failed gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, who has spent the last three years fomenting hate and racial divide, claiming the election was stolen from her. By the way, she's black, and she lost the contest to a white guy. That's only relevant because the Democrats' constant harping on race and the fact that Abrams plays the race card on a regular basis. Elizabeth Warren. She had a proposal that mail-in ballots be sent to every registered voter in the country. As I have observed in other episodes, in America, we now live in a post-constitutional country. No one follows or enforces the Constitution, but I will continue to point out violations. This is just another in the whole host of them. So we have this woman, known by many as Focahontas Warren. She wants the feds to be in charge of everything. To her, there's nothing like states' rights. She wants 
quote, uniform federal ballot, end quote, and federal voting machines, despite the fact that the states are constitutionally charged with running the elections and voting. Christian Adams, writing for the Gatestone Institute, sums this issue up nicely when he wrote, quote, the Constitution decentralizes how we run elections because decentralization promotes individual liberty. Naturally, the federal government has a role in ensuring that elections are conducted in a way that complies with federal law in the Constitution. For example, the 15th Amendment and the Voting Rights Act of 1965 do not allow discrimination on the base of race. But apart from these limited federal carve-outs, the Constitution vests states with the power to run their own elections and set the qualifications to vote. He continues, The bill that passed the House would have mandated automatic vote by mail in every state. It would have mandated same-day voter registration as well as weeks of early voting. It would have banished voter photo identification laws. It would have legalized vote harvesting in every state. Other proposals in Congress would have allowed mail ballots to be counted even if they were not postmarked by Election Day. He summed it up by saying what the bill would actually do is foment chaos. The election would not be decided on Election Day. Millions of mail ballots would keep appearing, keep rolling in, until there were enough votes to make the difference. If there was a dispute, lawyers would steal the show, subjecting America to weeks of post-election court contests to force a particular outcome, end quote. So, before I get into some of the fraud associated with voting by mail, I want to co cover some of the fundamentals and basics about this issue. First of all, I want to circle back to a term I mentioned earlier, that being ballot harvesting, which is the practice of allowing political operatives to collect and deliver ballots to the polling places. Representative Ronnie Davis, a Republican from Illinois and the ranking member of the Committee on House Administration. How many committees are there in Congress? Yikes. Anyways, he introduced a bill earlier this year to ban the practice of ballot harvesting. Seems reasonable. With the exception of immediate family, this practice is banned in most of the country, other than in California, who legalized it in 2016. More on that in a second. This practice of ballot harvesting is unknown in the rest of the world because of its high susceptibility for fraud. Duh. Yet our ignoramus national Democrats want it here in the states. Wait a minute, check that. They're not ignoramuses. They are calculating and corrupt, as I will demonstrate. So back to California. In 2018, California Democrats used ballot harvesting as part of a successful effort to flip seven Republican-held seats. Hundreds of thousands of ballots were dropped off by Democratic Party operatives. It's unreal when you really think about it that Dems have to cheat even to win in California. Really? How pathetic. The bottom line is the practice of ballot harvesting creates significant vulnerabilities in the chain of custody of ballots because individuals collecting ballots are not required to be registered voters and are not required to identify themselves at the voter's home. And the states do not really track how many ballots are harvested in any election. And yet the Dems want to legalize a clearly fraud-ridden concept. It really tells you a lot, doesn't it? So I can anticipate a question that you may have. What about absentee ballots? Is vote by mail the same thing? Well, yes and no. Absentee ballots are technically voting by mail, but the difference is they are mailed one at a time. The problem of ballot harvesting is eliminated. The voter can only vote one time. The fact is, every state already has absentee ballot laws on the books, because there's always people who can't show up at the polls. You have people who are in the military, people who are traveling on election day, college kids living away from home, the sick, and the elderly. And this year, there will be plenty of people who are afraid to go to the polls due to COVID. 
no problem. They should vote by absentee ballot. Proponents of vote by mail claim that voter fraud is essentially non-existent. Remember Stacey Abrams? She said the number of people who committed fraud is negligible. The problem with these statements, as is often the case with lefties and national Democrats, is they're lies. Even the practice of absentee voting is far from fraud-free. As a matter of fact, a 2005 bipartisan study with former President Jimmy Carter and James Baker noted that, quote, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud, end quote. If they found that absentee ballots pose a threat for fraud, what the hell would you expect to happen if we had widespread vote by mail or absentee voting on steroids? But the Dems want to implement it anyways. I found the following articles about voter fraud in about 30 minutes of surfing the web. There are literally hundreds of reports of it just in the past decade alone. If you're interested in the truth, do your own research, but here's a little bit of what I found. Detroit has 30,000 more registered voters than citizens of legal voting age. 30,000. South Carolina absentee ballots were found in Maryland. What are they doing there? In 1997, the Miami mayoral election resulted in 36 arrests for absentee ballot fraud. The election had to be rerun and the results were reversed. Just last year in North Carolina, prosecutors said they were able to trace voter fraud in a highly contested congressional race by using the state's requirement for witness signatures on mail-in ballots. The case revealed that more than 160 mail-in ballots were signed by the same political operatives. In Wisconsin, at least 30,000 mail-in votes were tallied after Election Day on April 4th, which is exactly what would happen on a large scale. The election would never be called, as the fraudsters engineered votes after Election Day. How about this one? A West Virginia mail carrier was recently charged with attempting to defraud the residents of West Virginia of a fair election after allegedly altering several absentee ballot requests. In 2017, an investigation of a Dallas City Council election found that 700 fraudulent mail-in ballots signed by the same witness using a fake name. The Department of Justice found that Democrats paid Pennsylvania election officials to stuff ballot boxes. In this particular case, a former judge of elections in Philadelphia was charged and pleaded guilty to illegally adding votes to Democrat candidates in judicial races in 2014, 15, and 16. Here's another story from 2016. 83 registered voters in San Pedro, California, received absentee ballots at the same small two-bedroom apartment. That's a lot of people in two bedrooms. The Public Interest Legal Foundation released data that more than 28 million ballots by mail went unaccounted for from 2012 to 2018, with more than 1 million going to the incorrect address in 2018 alone. Quote, absentee ballot fraud is the most common, the most expensive to investigate, and it can never be reversed after an election, said the organization's president, Christian Adams, who I quoted earlier. He goes on, the status quo was already bad for mail balloting. The proposed emergency fix is worse, referring to congressional Democrats' vote-by-mail legislation. Oh, and back in 2004, Jerry Nadler, the current chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, said, quote, Paper ballots are extremely susceptible to fraud. I can show you experience which would make your head spin, end quote. But ask partisan hack Nadler if he supports his party's current efforts to implement nationwide voter-by-mail. He'd probably have a different opinion. Well, why is that? Because the National Democrats are frauds. Not only are they frauds, but 
A lot of them are fraudsters. Think Adam Schiff, Pelosi, Nadler, AOC. The only principle they operate under is to win. They want more power and control, and they will lie, cheat, and steal in order to get it. Oh, and what about dead people? Well, here's a quick look at some headlines. Back in 2012, a report by Pew Center on the States found that 1.8 million dead people were still registered to vote. No potential fraud there. In a more recent story, Pittsburgh vowed to clean up their voter rolls with 1,600 dead registered voters. There's over uh, almost 12,000 dead people on Virginia's voter rolls. More than 2,500 dead people are registered to vote in Detroit alone. One born in 1823. If we were dealing with honest actors in this discussion, i.e. the Democrat advocates for vote by mail, we could maybe have a serious discussion about arriving at a compromise solution. But the National Democrats are not about to compromise. They don't need to. Why would they? They have the outrage culture on their side. They have the corporate press on their side. Their constituents continue to support them. And the social media giants continue to silence their critics. So I would think of the conversation would go something like this. Can we have a conversation about cleaning up the voter rolls? No. Can we take dead people off the rolls? No. Can we take people off the rolls who have moved? No. Can we ban ballot harvesting? No. Well, can we use the existing absentee ballot system and make allowances for people who justifiably cannot make it to the polls? No. Well, why not? Because we can't harvest votes. Oh. Well, can we require witness signatures on all ballots as an anti-fraud measure? No. Hell, in Virginia, the League of Women Voters sued the state to force the end of witness requirements on absentee ballots. Imagine that. They argued that finding a witness is a violation of federal voting rights. Well, can we require voters to present an ID when they vote and prove their identity? Hell no. But we require IDs to buy Sudafed or enter a federal building or buy booze or get on airplanes. So what? What does that have to do with voting? You just want to suppress the vote and stop people of color from voting, you asshole. Okay, well, can we implement things like uh, ballot tracking measures or prepaid postage and ballot drop boxes in order to eliminate the need for voters to hand over their ballots to a third party? No and no. Okay, then. Count me as a no vote for increasing voting by mail. Not until the potential for fraud is eliminated or mitigated. Here's the money question. Why would we replace a system that is difficult to manipulate, in-person voting on machines that are largely unhackable, because they're not even connected to the internet? Why would we replace that system with one that is obviously easily manipulated, subject to fraud, and very difficult to trace? Unless, of course, the purpose is to make cheating easier. The National Democrats can continue to cry wolf and cry racism and cry voter suppression because the corporate press will carry the cries and carry their water. But the majority of Americans know their motivation is to cheat. Period. End of story. For any fair-minded person, for any truth-seeking person, the bottom line is very clear. The National Democrats want to be able to commit voter fraud. Why? Could it be that their agenda is not favored by the majority and therefore they must cheat in order to win elections? Ken Paxton, Texas Attorney General, summed up this issue nicely when he said, quote, In-person voting is the surest way to maintain the integrity of our elections, prevent voter fraud, and guarantee that every voter is who they claim to be, end quote. The only conclusion that I can arrive at 
after this analysis is the National Democrats are not interested in preserving the integrity of our elections. They're not interested in preventing voter fraud, and they're not interested in guaranteeing that every voter is who they claim to be. They are only interested in having the ability to manipulate the results if needed. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.